0: Still brother Three awake and rouse a town By turning the whole place upside down Many awake will cause such a fuss It finally wakes the rest of us One man awakes with dawn in his eyes Surely then it multiplies and I'm married to Ellie And we're having a baby Which is cool Hey Yeah <laughs> Number five, <laughs> no one clapped for that, uh. <laughs> you all just think we're crazy, hey, <laughs> no, hey it's really good to be here uh, with you all this morning, um, as you can see I was drumming this morning, all our drummers went on holiday at the same, same weekend um, and so I had to dust off the drumsticks, haven't drummed for, for quite a while, so. And yeah, I dropped them once, I'm actually using my son's drumsticks, so they don't even have any, and so they're kid's ones, so they're a little bit short, so I missed the thing in it, yeah, anyway, <laughs> that's my story and I'm sticking to it, yeah, so really good to have you all here, if, again, if it's your first time here, it's really awesome to have you with us, um, love to hang, uh, hang out afterwards, get to know you, we've got a free coffee for you as well, um, all right, so this morning we, uh, we're we talking about um, fasting. Ne- next uh, week is at the start of our 21-day prayer and fasting that we, we start each year with. And so this morning I'm going to just share a little bit around wh- why, what is fasting, why do we fast, and um, And uh, for some people it can be, uh, for some of us here it might be a a regular rhythm in your life and it's something that you've got a handle on. And for some of you it might be the first time you've ever heard anything about fasting. And so hopefully I can unpack it a little bit for for all of us. Um, And then uh, over the next 21 days um, we we have sort of one primary focus around uh, our prayer and fasting for this year. Um, and, and that is around our, our need uh, for, the, for the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And so, uh, over the next few weeks, I'm going to be talking about um, the Holy Spirit, baptism of the Holy Spirit. What, what is that? Who is the Holy Spirit, and why, why, why do we need Him, and, uh, and, and what is this all about? So, um, so, I'll be unpacking that over the next uh, three weeks, and then on the last Sunday, we're just going to be praying uh, for everyone uh, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We're going to have a, a bit of a, a fun time. So... Uh, so on that note, I've just got a few things that we can uh, hand out. We're going to hand them out now, Sarah, is that a good idea? Sure. All right, we've got some um, little booklets for everyone. And so I think with this, it's good to have some resources in your hand uh, for the time of fasting. Hopefully we've got enough to go around. Um, if, if there isn't, maybe share one between, between couples. Um, while they're being handed out uh, as well, uh, out on the um, info desk, out on the resource table, uh, is the new flyer for Awaken You for 2020. Awaken You is our um, sort of discipleship leadership program that runs for a whole year, um, and that's on, on Thursday nights. And so you can check that out in here. Um, we, we cover um, all sorts of things from uh, identity. So the term one is calling out your Jesus-centered identity. Term two is discovering God's big story and our role in it. Term three is uh, we talk about the, the apostolic, calling out the dream awakeners in the kingdom of God when we talk about leadership and kingdom um, and equip and uh, activate people and all of these things. And then term four, we, we, uh, we do evangelism, prophecy, Pastoring and teaching, and so we really cover the fivefold um, over the whole year. So, so, check that out if you're interested in that. Um, let us know, but that will be at the information desk. All right, everyone got one of the little booklets? Great! All right, so just a couple of other things that are available. Um, obviously, uh, it's not just fasting, but fasting and prayer. Um, if you exclude prayer from fasting, it's just a diet, and so it's prayer and fasting. And so there's a little uh, prayer journal as well that might help you along the the journey over the next 21 days. So uh, Pray First, that will be out there as well. Um, And maybe you're someone who is not able to do a uh, a food fast. Um, Another good fast that you could do is a negativity fast. So Fast Negativity for 21 Days. Um, This is a 21-day devotional uh, for 21 days of fasting negativity, and it's actually based on our four core beliefs. So we, so it's a journey through our four core beliefs and how to fast negativity out of your life. Um, because who knows that we don't need negativity, I mean? Who wants to hang around negative Nelly, eh? No one. So get that. The, other, the last thing is um, we've got this little booklet. Um, we've got about 30 of them. Um, and it's a little booklet on uh, baptism in the Holy Spirit. And speaking in tongues, and so that's available if you want to have a read through that um, and have a little look. This here is written by Mike Burroughs, who uh, works for Open Doors, which is uh, Open Doors is organisation which um, supports and uh, the persecuted church. Um, and some of you may have, may have heard of Open Doors and Mike Burrows. Uh, he is coming here on May 3rd uh, to speak and to talk to us about um, the persecuted church and what's happening uh, around the world, and so that's going to be really awesome. But he also writes these little booklets, so uh, he's also got one on prophecy as well. So get a hold of that, uh, because that will help you over the next um, 21 days. All right, so all of those are available. All right. So the question I think that we um, probably uh, may be asking, some of you may be asking this morning, and I asked it for a long time in my my Christian walk. I I was a a follower of Jesus for a long time before I understood what fasting was all about. In fact, I'd done lots of fasts before I understood what fasting was all about. Um, And and so why do we fast? Uh, Fasting is uh, is an opportunity to engage in a Sabbath lifestyle. It's an opportunity to, to rest, to discover rest, um, through simplicity, slowing down and silence. It was, who knows that, that we live in a society full of noise. Like there are like, apparently you hear like you see like 3,000 advertisements a day, or something ridiculous like that. Like, like our world is full of noise. Facebook, Instagram for my daughter, TikTok. Um, but, you know, like all of these things that are just full on in our faces, consuming our worlds, consuming our lives, and that's actually what their agenda is. Their, their agenda is to consume us. You know, they, they, they might as well just say, consume me, consume me, consume me, but that's what they're, they're putting out there. And, and, and who knows that often we indulge, eh? We indulge and we consume. We consume for all sorts of reasons. We might consume to numb some pain in our life. We might consume to find significance in our lives. We might consume for, in the pursuit of happiness. We might consume to try and feel love deficits in our lives. And, and these things are the systems of the world. They, they seek to distract us, to discourage us, to disorientate us, to devour us and to de- dehumanize us. But fasting helps us to disrupt these systems, disrupt these systems, and we reorientate our lives to be consumed by Jesus. Who knows that it's only in Jesus that we can find true love, that we can find true peace, true joy, true significance, or all of the things that we try to find in other places. It's only when we are consumed with Him alone that we actually find true life. If you've got your Bibles, this morning, we're going to have a look at Philippians 3, Philippians chapter 3, um, verse 7 to 11. And I'm reading from the Passion Translation this morning, and it says this, Yet all of the accomplishments that I once took credit for, I've now forsaken them, and I regard it as nothing compared to the delight of experience Jesus Christ as my Lord. To truly know Him, meant letting go of everything from my past and throwing all my boasting on the garbage heap. It's all like a pile of manure to me so that I may be enriched in the reality of knowing Jesus Christ and embrace Him as Lord in all of His greatness. Verse nine, My passion is to be consumed with Him and not clinging to my own righteousness based in keeping the written law. My righteousness will be His based in the faithfulness of Jesus Christ the very righteousness that comes from God. And I continually long to know the wonders of Jesus more fully and to experience the overflowing power of His resurrection working in me. I will be with Him in His sufferings and I will be with Him in His death. Only then will I be able to experience complete oneness with Him in His resurrection from the realm of death. Let me pray. Father, we thank You that You have poured out all of Your blessings Father, you are not a God who is withholding from us. That is the original lie in the garden, and we choose not to partner with that lie. We, we, we believe that you are a God who, a God of abundance and a God who does not withhold from us. And, and we thank you for that. We thank you, Jesus, because of your death and resurrection. That is, that is what, what is true of you is now true of us. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are not just an inpouring, but you are an outpouring and that you pour yourself into us so that you can flow through us so that we can bring the love and hope of Jesus into a lost and broken world. So we just thank you this morning, Holy Spirit, illuminate our hearts, speak truth into our minds and transform us this morning. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Um, let Let me tell you a story this morning story about a a young man who uh, decided he wanted to get a job with a lumber merchant chopping down trees. And uh, this young man, uh, he went and looked at this job and and the pay was really good and and the working conditions were really good. So so he he decided, I'm going to try really hard. This is a good job. I'm going to try really hard and do my best here. His boss gave him an axe and showed him the area in the forest where he was to work. On the first day... This young woodcutter, he chopped down 18 trees. 18 trees, that's pretty good. I don't even know if I could cut down one tree in a day with an axe. I'd be pretty hopeless. But he cut down 18 trees. And his boss was really impressed. And he said, well done, keep it up. You're doing really well. I think you're actually our best woodcutter yet. So motivated by the boss's words, this young man went down. And the next day, he cut 15 trees. And the third day, he tried even harder, and he cut 10 trees. The day after day, the woodcutter kept cutting down fewer and fewer trees. And eventually the boss came to him and said, you need to, you need to do a little bit better. What's happening? You're, you're getting a bit slow. And, and the woodcutter, he really needed this job, so he tried harder and harder. He worked through his lunch breaks, he worked through his tea breaks, but he still could not cut down enough trees. He said to himself, I must be losing my strength. He worked overtime, but still not enough. Eventually, the boss came to him and said, mate, we're going to have to let you go. You're just not cutting enough trees. And the woodcutter, he was really upset, and he sadly handed back his axe, and the boss took a look at the axe, and he said, when was the last time you sharpened your axe? The young man said, I was far too busy trying to cut down trees to sharpen my axe. This is fasting. Who knows that often we're far too busy to sharpen our spiritual life. We work and we try and we, we try a little bit harder and, and we feel like we're not keeping up, you know, and, and, and we feel like maybe God's disappointed with us because I'm not reading my Bible enough and I'm not praying enough and I'm not doing this and I'm not doing that. And I think sometimes we just need to stop to sharpen our acts. Sharpen the spiritual edge of our life. You know, when I heard this story years ago, I, I realized that I was fasting for all the wrong reasons. As a young man, I, uh, a young Christian, I, I decided that I should fast uh, for different reasons. I, I wanted to fast when I wanted something from God. I, I fasted when I wanted an answer from Him. I fasted when uh, I, I felt like I... I needed something from him. And I discovered after years that this wasn't a spiritual discipline. What I was trying to do was actually manipulate God. See, fasting is never about what we can get. It's always about what we can give. And we are giving ourselves. It's a free will offering to choose, to decide, to set aside time and say, God, I am giving you this time because I want to come after your heart. This is what fasting is about. In Philippians 3, back to the passage we read before, in verse 7 it says, Yet all of the accomplishments that I once took credit for, I've now forsaken them, and I regard them as nothing compared to the delight of experience Jesus Christ as my Lord. See, all of the things that used to satisfy me, the things I used to find significance in, the things that I I used to consume and allow to consume me, Paul Paul was saying, I've put them aside. I've let them go now, and I actually consider these things worthless in comparison to truly knowing and experiencing Jesus as my Lord. So this is what Paul was saying. He's saying these things that used to rule me and consume me and devour me and disorientate me and distract me, I, I no longer allow them to be Lord, but I make Jesus Lord. This is what he's saying. In verse eight, he says, To truly know Him meant letting go of everything from my past and throwing all my boasting on the garbage heap. It's all like a pile of manure to me now. Isn't that interesting? Interesting like a pile of manure. It's like just a big pile of poo. So that I may be enriched in the reality of knowing Jesus Christ and embrace Him as Lord in all of His greatness. Verse nine, he says, my passion is to be consumed with Him, not clinging to my own righteousness. And you might say this morning, Michael, I, I, I just don't really feel that passionate. I'm not that passionate about fasting. And, and I would say, neither am I. Well, let's be honest, who's passionate about fasting? <laughs> I'm, I'm, some people might be really passionate about it. And I'm sure that, that um, you know, when you get to the end of it, you're passionate about it because you've experienced it. But at the start of it, ah. but here's the point. The point is you will never feel passionate about fasting, but passion will be discovered in your fast. It's like saying, oh, well, Michael, I'll start giving when, I can, when, when I've got more money. When I've got more money, then I'll start giving. That, no, you, if you have that posture, that position, you will actually never start giving. Because if you can't give with little, you, you, I guarantee you, you'll never give with much. And so, so it's actually just positioning yourself and saying, I, I might not feel passionate about this, but I know that this is a spiritual discipline that is going to enrich me and I'm going to discover Jesus in this and through this. In verse 10, he says, And I continually long to know the wonders of Jesus more fully and to experience the overflowing power of His resurrection working in me. I I will be one with Him in His sufferings, and I will be one with Him in His death. Uh, Listen to that. I will be one with Him in His sufferings and one with Him in His death. Uh, Do you know what we don't have a good view of in the West? In the Western church, we don't have a good view or a good understanding of the theology of suffering. We're driven by a desire to be safe, to be comfortable. We, we don't have a good theology of suffering. That's why the prosperity gospel is so popular. It feeds our desires for wealth, for health, for safety, for comfort. And then we call it kingdom because it feels really good. But Paul was saying, no, no, I, I share in his sufferings and I share in his glory. Who knows that that this year, that that fasting could be your only opportunity this year to share in his sufferings. Fasting's suffering. It's going to cost you. It's not going to be easy. But we actually get to share in the suffering of Christ. It actually invites us into a theology of suffering and understanding what it means to suffer with Christ. Well, that's a hard one, eh? Verse 11, only then will I be able to experience complete oneness with him in his resurrection from the realm of the dead. See, our passion is to be consumed by him alone. He is the point. Jesus is the prize. He is the pearl of great price. He's the one that we desire. He's the one that we would forsake all else for, to know him and the power of his resurrection. and setting aside time to pray, it's a free will offering to God. It's, a, it's, it's a, a position of, in view of all of the mercies of God, the only logical conclusion is to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. A, a free will offering that disrupts the systems of our world. Disrupts the systems that are trying to consume us, disorientate us, devour us. It disrupts those systems. In 1 John 2, it says, Do not love this world nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from this world. So these are three areas that we should be trying to, to fast, three areas that we need to disrupt their influence over our lives. A lot of us will be doing um, what's called the Daniel Fast over the next 21 days, starting from next week. Um, And the Daniel Fast, uh, Daniel said um, that he didn't eat any desirable foods. That's the point of the Daniel Fast: is to not eat any desirable foods. And I think the Daniel, the reason we do the Daniel Fast, um, it's a fast that you can you can still work. You can still do uh, a, a hard day's labor and be on the Daniel fast. It's not a, a complete fast of food. When, when you do a complete fast of food, you probably need to do nothing. <laughs> um, but a Daniel fast means that you're able to work. But the point is this, is that, that Daniel said, I, I chose not to eat any desirable foods. Now, sometimes when we look at the Daniel fast, you might look at the, the list of food and, and there's different, if you look on the internet, there's lots of different ideas. Some, some, da- some uh, lists might say that you can drink coffee. And, and for me, like coffee is just like, honestly, if I could eat rice and, and live on coffee, I, I, would be, I would be fine. I'd be happy. Um, but, but I choose not to drink coffee because for me, it's a desirable food. It's something I enjoy. It's something that, that actually I, I could sustain myself on and feel, you know, I could sit down and have a coffee and feel really good about, about what, I'm, what I'm having. But I, I choose not to have anything that does, that's desirable. Why? Because if, if I'm trying to find shortcuts and trying to find ways through, I'm just doing it for the wrong reason. And so I would encourage you, that when we come to fasting, we need to do it with the right heart and the right posture, this isn't a religious exercise to tick a box. If, if that's your perspective, then please don't do it. it. It will produce nothing. It will be totally fruitless. And the point is this, is that, that we're saying, God, I, I am putting aside this because I want you. And, and maybe for you, uh, my, my wife, Ellie, she eats really healthy and, and, and her diet is pretty close to a Daniel, uh, Daniel diet anyway. And, and so we think about other things that would actually cost us. So over the 21 days, we don't, we don't have any TV. We just, we just have worship music on and, and we'll watch sermons. That's it. That's a choice that we make because, because that's what we want to do. This year, I'm turning my smartphone into a dumb phone just deleting all the apps off and turning off the Wi-Fi and so, so that I, I just have a phone that I can ring and, and text people um, because, who knows, social media can be consuming. You know? like I, it's so easy just to get the scroll on, uh, but actually I'm wanting to say, God, those times that I would normally be doing that, I, I want to spend with you. And, and so we put that aside, and so, so I'll be reading, reading Scripture, I'll be praying instead, I'll, I'll be spending time with Him, and so I'm putting that aside to be consumed by Him. That's the point of the fast. And so I want to encourage you when you're thinking about what, what, what am I going to do? You know, in your booklet, there's lots of different ideas about different types of fast that you can do. And maybe, maybe you're pregnant um, or, or you're in a, in a place where you actually can't do a diet or, or actually fast food. Find something that, that is going to, to be, you're going to be able to put that aside and say, God, I'm putting this aside because I want you. Uh, last night, I hopped into the shower. Um, and, and I was thinking about fasting and thinking about this morning, and I, and I was thinking about the fact that, like, um, I, I turned the tap on, the thingy, and, and the water comes out, yeah? <laughs> and I was thinking, like, the, the presence of God, the Spirit of God, is, is like this water that's flowing. And, and on the cross, Jesus turned the tap on, and the tap's never gone off. And, and I, but I had to make a choice last night to step into the flow of the water. Do you know what I mean? Like I had to cast off my clothes cast, and step into the water, so to speak. But that's a choice. And, and sometimes I, I, fasting is not to get the tap to turn on. Do, do, do you know what I'm saying? Like God is not withholding from us. He's never withholding from us. His, his spirit has always been poured out. Uh, 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 do, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, like the, the heavens were open. When the, God descended upon Jesus, it says the heavens were split. It never said that they closed again. Yes. We, we live under a, an open heaven. The only closed heaven is between our ears. Yeah, and so, so actually we need to do something to position ourselves to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. <laughs> and and we, we are not doing this to manipulate God, to try and get His presence, to try and get Him to, to do more for us. Or No, no, He is never withholding from you. That is the original lie in the garden. You read Genesis 3, that is the original lie, that God is somehow withholding from you. No, He's not. But we just get distracted. We get disorientated. We get devoured. We get dehumanised by things, consuming things. And actually fasting starts to rehumanize us. We discover who we are in Jesus as we take time just to set our hearts, attention and affection towards Him. This is fasting. One of the other things that can happen as we prepare uh, for a fast and, and prayer, I, this coming week, I would encourage you to actually make a plan. Don't just get to it next you know, Monday or, or whenever you're deciding to start and just go, all right, let's, let's give this a crack. Uh, make a plan. If, if this is your first time fasting, maybe just do seven days. You know, the very first time that I fasted when I was younger, I was like, all right, I'm going to do, I'm going to do, I think it was 21 days I decided I was going to do, just a no, no food. 21 days, I'm just going to drink water. First, first time fasting. Three days in, I was eating KFC. Like, I just, I, I, I couldn't handle, you know, like, don't jump in the deep end. Start in the shallow end. If it's your first time Maybe just do seven days. There, you could try a Jewish fast where you just fast during the day and have your meal at night. Do, do something so that you can just start the process of, 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 making, uh, of making yourself available to God. Um, but, but actually make a plan. I encourage you this week to make a plan. Uh, the, the thing that the enemy will do over this coming week is that he will try and disqualify your devotion. He, he will try and say, no, nah, that's, that's not good enough. No, nah, that's not enough. He'll try, he'll try and undermine what, what you're doing. And maybe even during the time, he, you might feel like it's not adequate or, or that's disqualified. No, no, just don't listen to him. <laughs> He's a liar. Make a plan. Spend some time with the Holy Spirit this week and make a plan, set it out, and then stick to that. I read a great quote um, during the week Um, Jake Hamilton, who's a a musician and songwriter, he he put a post on Instagram. And it was a quote from a a guy called Jean Bedrillard, something like that, French. Um, And he said this, Atheism hasn't replaced cultural Christianity, shopping has. Atheism hasn't replaced cultural Christianity, shopping has. And he went on to say this, Jean made this point while attempting to communicate the transition in the Western world where materialism has become the new dominant system of meaning. Our relationship to God is proved by what you have and very little by who you are. We don't care very much about what a person is like behind the scenes. We simply want them to perform well and lay hands on us in the process. The show is more important and it must go on at all costs. Have we sold our inheritance for a bowl of soup? Have we missed the point... And if so, how do we return? How do we learn to re-engage with the creator regardless of the benefit? Don't misunderstand me. I'm so guilty of this. I'm a massive consumer, always wanting the next, the best, the coolest. It drives my poor wife crazy. I don't want to be this way, but I have given into so many social pressures to remain relevant that sometimes I feel like I have sacrificed holiness for happiness and called it kingdom because everyone applauds it. What do I really need? His presence. That's it. And how do I get it? Slow down, silence, Sabbath, and simplicity. Maybe materialism is your vice. buying things, who knows that online shopping can be such an easy way to consume, make us feel a little bit better about ourselves, we go and buy stuff and we rack up credit cards and we feel happy for a little bit and then we look at the credit card bill and then we feel more depressed than we were and who knows that can be such a vice for some of us, maybe over the next 21 days you could fast shopping. last thing I want to finish with this morning is, is prayer. Like I said before, if, we, if we're engaging with fasting without prayer, it's, it's just a diet. So prayer rhythms can be a really helpful way of us um, keeping our attention and affection towards God throughout the day. And uh, one of these prayer rhythms, um, it's, it's in your booklet. and I just want to sort of unpack that a little bit. Uh, one of the prayer rhythms that you could find is um, in the Lord's Prayer. Um, and, and I like to, to use this as a, a morning, noon and night prayer rhythm. And, and in the morning, I like to think of the start of the Lord's Prayer where it says, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. And, and so I start the day by setting my heart's affection towards God. I, I acknowledge His holiness, I praise Him, thank Him. And, and it starts the day off by setting our attention and our affection towards Him. In the, in, the, in the afternoon or during the day, this is a time where we, where we partner with God to see the kingdom of heaven come into the earth. Thy kingdom come. Well, that's where we start. To where we can enter into spiritual warfare type prayers, where we, where we, where we declare and we can, we can speak the kingdom of heaven. Where we partner with God and we, we pray for our families and our, and our nation and our communities. And we, and wherever we are, we remind ourselves that wherever we are, the kingdom of God is there because the kingdom is within us. And we, and so we, we, we have those types of prayers. It's like, it's like that's the time where we get really rah, yeah. Who knows that sometimes we need a little bit more rah in our lives and when it comes to advancing the kingdom. And so we partner with God to advance the kingdom during the day. And in the evening, thy will be done. See, this part acknowledges that God is God. And we rest in Him. Whereas it's no good at the, at the end of our day, just before we go to bed, to start praying some rah prayers, you know what I mean? Like get ourselves all worked up and partner with the kingdom of God and then we lie down and try and go to sleep. No, 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 this is when we rest in Him and just say, God, I've fought well today that thy will be done. I rest in you. And so this is a really good prayer rhythm that you could use throughout the day and, and in your um, booklet, um, Warren, do you want to come up? That'd be great, Thanks. See you there. Uh, In in your booklet is um, some some passages that we uh, suggest that you could um, read through and pray during those times, morning, noon, and night. And what I've done is given a a whole chapter. um, I encourage you to pray that chapter every day for twenty-one days, and just let that sink into your heart. Let that chapter illuminate your heart, invite the Holy Spirit to speak to you through that chapter. I guarantee you that as you read it every day, that by the end of the 21 days, you'll be seeing things in that, in that chapter in that passage that you've never seen before. Let it, you know, the Bible actually says that we are to meditate on Scripture day and night. And so we meditate on Scripture. That doesn't mean that we sit down and just read a whole chunk at once so we can tick a box. It's actually taking one part and meditating on it. Let it sink into our hearts. Let it change us. Let it transform us. And the last thing um, is the, um, uh, we'll have corporate prayer times as well. And so that, in your... In your booklet, and I I really encourage you to to, um, set those times apart, um, uh, make an effort to come along and pray, um, join together in prayer as a church, Um, and and so you know we want to spend the 21 days just really going after Him, seeking His face, and and really believing that as we partner together, um, that the Holy Spirit will be poured out upon us in a new and fresh way that we would be empowered by His Spirit in a new and fresh way. Won't we we stand this morning? Now this, this morning's message is a little bit of just sort of practical stuff. I think it's really important that we get a handle on what we are, what we are doing next week. Um, I won't be speaking on fasting specifically but we're going to start to talk about the Holy Spirit. What it means to be truly alive, fully alive in Christ. And uh, so I'm looking forward to that. I just want to pray over us this morning just as we finish and, um, and we can go and enjoy coffee. But I just want to pray uh, if you're considering doing the fast um, then I just want to pray over you. If you've got questions about fasting still, uh, feel free to put them on your connect card and we'll get a hold of you during the week and just connect with you and just help to answer any of those questions. Yeah. Why don't you just put out your hands this morning just like this? Like you're holding a holding a box, like you're holding a present, a gift. I, I love this posture just reminds me that it's my role to receive, not achieve. Yeah. Yeah, we thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, that you are the Father who gives good gifts to your children. We thank you that you said you would not leave us as orphans, but you would pour out your Spirit into us through us thank you Holy Spirit that when you come you're not just an inpouring but you're an outpouring that you flow in us and you flow through us so this morning we receive we choose to receive we choose to receive all that you're given we thank you that your presence, Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are like a tap that's never turned off. You're like the river that never runs dry. Yeah. We thank you that it's you alone that quenches our thirst. And I pray that over the next few weeks as we undertake fasting and prayer together as a church family. We thank you that that your word says that those that hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled. God, we're hungry for you. We're hungry for you. We want to be consumed with you alone. God, we're not here just to go through the The rituals, we're not here just to tick boxes. Your kingdom is way too valuable for that. Oh, you are way too good just for us to want to tick a box and carry on with our week. Your presence is way too valuable to just do that. No. You are worth it. You are worth the cost, you are worth the sacrifice. Oh, God, you are the pearl of great price. Come on, we would put it all aside if it was just to have you. And Father, we thank you that you give us this opportunity, this tool, that that fasting and prayer just to set aside everything else and and create a rhythm in our life where we set our hearts towards you. And we thank you that you are so faithful that when we do that, that I can It's not that you suddenly appear. It's that we suddenly wake up and we realise you were always there. You were always there. So God, we set our hearts towards you. We say we're hungry for you. Holy Spirit, come. Breathe afresh on us again. Pour your Spirit in. Pour your Spirit out. We choose to receive. We choose to receive. We thank you that this is not about achieving. This is not about performance. This is not about trying to convince you that we're worth it or That, oh God, we thank you that the cross displayed the fact that you think we're worth it. You put your love on display on the cross and you said, these are my children want them back. I want them back. And Father, we repent of the times that we've been distracted, the times that we've looked away. Help us to change our mind and change our thinking, to open our eyes, to see how good you are. We thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Yeah. Amen. Awesome, bless your church. Now, Sarah's just going to come up and